This episode is brought to you by Crunchyroll, the number one way to watch anime until you are so powerful that the ground literally explodes underneath you. Crunchyroll is a streaming service that offers brand new episodes of all your favorite anime series as they air in Japan, as well as classics you missed out on or just want to revisit for training purposes. I'm talking about Naruto, Dragon Ball Super, Full Metal Alchemist, One Piece, Food Wars, Hunter x Hunter, My Hero Academia, and so many more that lightning will literally shoot out of your eye sockets. You can tap into this unstoppable power that you always knew you had by visiting ComedyButton.com slash Crunchyroll to sign up for a free 14-day trial and achieve your final form today! Hello and welcome to Comedy Button. I'm your host, Brian Altano. With me is Scott Bromley. Alrighty then. Ryan Scott. Brat, brat. Max Scoville. Smokin'. And our very special guest, John Carl. Finally joining the show. Welcome, John. Thank you. I was going to say brat, brat, but Ryan took my shit. You can That's all fine. use it now. It's, it's, it's royalty-free. There's a little <laughs> jar by the door you stick a penny in. Yeah. Eventually, we can buy enough braps to oh, shit one up. Get a homeless been, kid who can't brap to I've his own brat. I've been spitting in that jar. That's fine, too. <laughs> one of those charity spittoons. Yep. You that. know why? Because uh, spit is worth the same as pennies, because pennies are trash. That's true. That's it is true. Yeah, no, they, it's probably worth more. Yeah. You, you have DNA I, there. I, somebody it, gave me yeah. a penny as change today, and I flicked it into the street. Because I think wow. if a pitch- what a regular what a regular Mario yeah pennies <laughs> pennies so, cost more than their face value my theory is that if a goal fun fact if a goal eats it, your face value is about a penny if a, oh if a goal eats it and he chokes the death on it true. then that's a good use of money hey wait so hold up John who the fuck are you hi <laughs> so uh, I am a former WWE writer there current YouTube talent manager did yeah. you work did you work at WWE with Freddie. I did. Ah, Freddie. Uh, Freddie Jr. I have a good oh. Freddie story that oh, really? I can actually tell. So, oh, excellent. So we, we talked in advance. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Freddie Prince Jr.? So yes, we, we talked in advance. She's all that. Uh, there are certain th- movies. Well, she's all that. <laughs> it's on TV all the time now. It's TV. She's all that. Well, hold on. But Freddie Prince Jr., I, I didn't realize this until fairly recently that that WWE was something he really, like he was an actor, but he really wanted to. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he was more into WWE, right? That was his real dream. I mean, he he's a lifelong fan, and so, um, so that's when, where he went. If you're curious, yeah. When you don't yeah. have a father, you turn to <laughs> WWE. Jesus, <laughs> well, it's not too soon. He's been dead his whole life. That's also, still, still, you still Max never went to WWE. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, but those men were too shiny and very scary. Uh, Vince McMahon, father to the fatherless. <laughs> that's what they call him. Let me ask you a little bit of celebrity gossip before we get going. Uh, is there a f- Freddie Princess Jr. in the works. A little lady in his life. What? Is this Sarah Michelle Galar? <laughs> no, does he have a woman with the exact same name <laughs> on the opposite side of royalty? I don't know if Freddie Prince uh, spawned a female before he died. Did they put their names together to make a new name when they got married? Who? Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Galar. <laughs> No, yes. they didn't. No, <laughs> no, they did not. So yes, they just they have like seven names. Absolutely in their house? not. Yes, they've got a lot of names floating around. Did they have like children with three names, like Mary Sue and Michigan Values? <laughs> I like to think that they both have, uh, like, instead of getting monogrammed bathrobes, they just have their entire names written out in like embroidery, but it's all caps, and they just take up half the bathrobe. <laughs> It's actually just a full beach towel. Yeah. yeah. Or it does like one of those things when a guy's doing guitar lessons where it says guitar lizards and the, the, the bottom of the half of the second yeah. name just falls sideways diagonally. <laughs> so what's up that. with Freddie Prince Jr. in the writer's room? I want to know about so this. So in the writer's room. So uh, I had been on the team for a little less than a year when okay. he when he joined, uh, you know, 2006 into 2007. Right. And, uh, you know, I was, I was still one of the younger guys on the team. I was like 24 at that point. Um, 
Freddie gets brought into the room. Everybody gets the introduction. And of all the guys on Did the Did anyone start team, playing Kiss Me when he walked in? <laughs> Sixpence on the Richer? No, no. But they put me in an even more awkward spot because they knew I was a big nerd and I loved, uh-huh. like, Buffy and stuff like that. Yeah. And they literally... They, one of the guys yeah. literally just said... <laughs> what the fuck was that, Ron? <laughs> <laughs> what, you at the front row of a fucking, like, Sticks concert? Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Play Hell Goblin. Yeah, yeah. I'm Steve Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buffers. <laughs> and uh, one of the guys on the team who out, who now actually uh, works for Lucha Underground goes, "Oh yeah, this is John Carl. He wants to fuck your wife." That's <laughs> literally the first thing said to Freddie oh, Prince Jr. in my presence. Oh my god! Oh man, wow. that's great. Yeah, no, yeah for that, Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's kind of awkward. No whimpering. So what did, did, what did he row? say to that? He goes, he like, nice he, to meet you. No, he was like, no, I totally get it. Like, he was cool as shit. He was cool as shit. He was like, I yeah. do as well. That's no, I've, met him, I've met him a couple of times. He's, yeah. he's a very cool dude. And uh, on that first weekend, he, he didn't want, like, special treatment. Like, he wasn't mm-hmm. taking limos back and forth to shows. He was doing what the other writers did, where we would uh, land, we'd get a rental car, and then mm-hmm. we'd drive in between the cities and right. stuff like that. Right. Um, I ended up being in the car with him and one other writer, and... We stayed out late on Tuesday night. Wednesday morning, we get to the airport, and we're checking in our rental car. And I still don't know what he saw in the trunk, but it was completely empty. And I had my hand up on it. I look over to the side, and I start to close it. And as I start to close it, thunk. And I hit Freddie Prince Jr. in the back of the head Perfect. with a trunk. Oh. Perfect. So kiss me, God. <laughs> yeah. So Is that like a wrestling thing to slam a yeah. trunk on someone. Well, they, he was he was he was trying out material for uh, for SmackDown. Yeah, I was prepping for next week's SmackDown. At Did that somebody point. yell, "Bah God!" He hit him. Bah God! <laughs> But, but again, to his credit, he was super cool. He didn't freak out. He didn't overreact or anything like that. Was this the same car Vince McMahon almost blew up in? <laughs> I was there for the blow-up. The blow-up was amazing. What? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I haven't watched wrestling in a long time, but I see that in, like, GIFs all the time. Yes. It's one of my favorite things. It's like, Vince McMahon gets into a limo, and then it just explodes. Yeah, as soon as the door <laughs> shuts, it explodes. Uh, uh, people called the Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania Police Department saying that somebody killed Vince McMahon. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh God! It's still real to me. Nine one one. So hopefully none of those people listen to the show because we probably fucked their whole worldview up by having a writer for entertainment sports on our Uh, on our show. Yeah. What is what is writing uh, for WWE like? Like, what does that look like? It's it's probably one of the best jobs you could have at like twenty three years old because you literally just live on the road. Uh, You're producing live TV. I mean, I was there two and a half years, so I have like three hundred plus episodes of TV to my name. Did you? None of which is on. IMDb because writers don't exist. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. You, so that's you, you traveled with with the whole. The whole yeah, that's how they do it. Because yeah. I work, I work with John Harper. He, we're both producers on Star Wars show. He worked. I, yeah, we were there at the same time. You guys were there at the same time. Yep. He was there for like eight years, six, yeah. six seven. Yeah, he, so you do that three like three hundred and ninety year grind or whatever it is. Uh, like, you're you're on the road it's like at least every, uh, if you're on the TV crew, you're there usually Sundays until Wednesday mornings. And you yeah. were doing like Raw. You were doing paper, Raw, doing SmackDown. ECW at the time and pay-per-views. Oh god, Holy right because they own they own mm-hmm. a whole other federation. Yeah. So like again, Fuck. the fuck are you writing? Uh, it would depend on who you were working like the with. Script or you like storylines? Yeah, I mean yeah. you're you're plotting out like who's gonna go so where? Is that like, like playing with action figures? Yeah, except they'll hit you back. Okay. <laughs> so wait, I, oh, they do hit you back a lot. You've seen the, from what the toy biz Lord of the Rings figures were shoot an arrow directly in your nose. Now wait, like like if Stephanie and Hunter Hearst Helmsley come to you and said. Uh, we started dating. Write that into the show. You have to write it in the show, or can you be like, I don't know if this. I don't know if they're going to buy this. 
Uh, it, it, I mean, it really depends on the, the instance. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you always had the ability to speak up if there was something you didn't feel was the best uh, decision, but you had to be able to back it up. Like, that was one thing I will always give him credit for, is you had to just be thoughtful about what you were saying. If you just shit on something for the sake of shitting on something, you probably weren't going to last at that job. That's awesome. That's, yep. that's good constructive writing yeah you know provide a solution don't just shoot it down yeah uh and the the favorite would always be if you pitch something uh that was very out of the box you not only had to be able to back it up but it's like okay then where do we go after this you mean like doink the clown <laughs> i was okay. gonna i was my, my like a clown I, instantly, I instantly went to you mean like sting in the rafters with a with a right. vulture for some reason right. yeah we're, uh, yeah we're just gonna fucking run with that for months so, so i mean i maybe was there when we debuted two guys who were literally Greasers were you, uh, in like classic uh, Chevys and stuff there like that. During, oh, oh uh, Pony Boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> were you there during any of the Trump stuff? Uh, I was there for the WrestleMania that Trump was on. Jesus Christ! What was that like? So did, you, uh, did you have to write for him? No. I mean, I was I was still in. I mean, assistant. does anyone has anyone ever written for him? <laughs> I talked to someone who wrote for him. He said he was like one of the worst people he's ever worked with because really? he doesn't understand humor. Uh, yeah, that, that oh, definitely no happened. no kidding. There was uh, a backstage shot that if you watch uh, the original broadcast, the one that aired, mm-hmm. uh, the joke of that backstage segment is totally missed because he has no comedic timing or, or presence of what comedy even is. Or even understanding from what I, the, the conversation I had with the guy who wrote for him, he was saying that he has no sense of like how to enunciate properly no that's not true he has the best words that's true but he like doesn't know where the emphasis should go on a certain word in a sentence oh yeah i mean we've all seen plenty of evidence i I, I know last year but like you're literally (laughs) rehearsing with this on twitter where he just capitalizes certain words speaking out loud he's you know no like we the the scene was supposed to end we had a character on screen called the boogeyman Mm-hmm. Who was a dude with like crazy makeup who literally spit live worms out of his mouth? And cool. it, that's actually what he's eating. Now. Yeah, there was there's this yeah. sort of like a I don't know a, like a coven of ghostmen <laughs> live on the dark. <laughs> there's, there's a coven. lot of supernatural like, shit. Yeah, there. the Undertaker yeah. and Kane. Like I remember being a kid Papa Shango back in the day. Yeah, we saw we, I, me and my brothers. I think we paid for that. We chipped in money and we bought the pay per view where the Undertaker died, and then he came back to life. And it was like the, one of so the weirdest weird. things. Like me and my friends and my brothers got together with like five bucks each that we saved up for. Yeah, who the fuck handled the funeral? For that, and we walked. We, we, oh, they, Paul they Bear, duh. They didn't have it. Right. Well, then who, who carried the coffin? Like, so Paul Bear? No, they buried him alive just yeah. in the middle of the arena. They Is that a real character? All right, well, who, who dug the grave? Max, they ki- hear me out. They killed him on a pay per view, and then they rolled his casket underneath a television. Mm-hmm. And then you saw the, uh, they played a, a, a video clip of him alive in the casket, and, and then, then like ascending. lightning, <laughs> and then lightning struck, and then you saw him ascending on the TV, and then it lined up perfectly with like a man behind the tv dressed exactly like him or there was a trap door in there who knows doesn't matter it's fake <laughs> and then he just ascended to the sky and everyone was like oh my god and he just kept going up to the rafters and they stopped putting the spotlight on him and we're like i guess he lived <laughs> and the boys today got together and paid to watch a man die and resurrect <laughs> by god happy survivor series <laughs> what's that like, survivor what the fuck? series i don't really like what the fuck <laughs> I was like That's fucking a, 13. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? That's a really good synopsis, Thank actually. You. Thank you. So what was your favorite uh, pay-per-view? Like, what what gimmick? Am I saying that correct? Mm-hmm. Gimmick? Gimmick, yeah. Yeah, what what gimmick was your favorite? That I got not to, to break on? Not to break kayfabe. <laughs> you just really had a conversation with John Harper oh, this afternoon. No, no. I work with John Harper, and he uses he still uses his oh, WWE. Oh, just in regular vernacular? Oh, he yells, yeah. he yells at me, uh, or anyone, if they go, uh, we're going to film this? He's like, we're not using film. And I was like, I'm not, Mick, I'm not Vince McMahon. 
Just just next time, just say, shut the fuck up, jobber, and see what he does. Oh, really? Is that what they, what they call him? Jobber? No, no, jobber is like I know, the worst. I, I yeah. know, jobber. The yeah, jobbers, but, jobbers take doc matches most of the time yeah. or just roll out there like... Uh, Barry Horowitz. Oh, <laughs> Barry Horowitz. Barry Horowitz was amazing. Max, do you know day. about Barry Horowitz? No. So I'll, I'll do another quick <laughs> stupid uh, drunken synopsis here. <laughs> Barry Horowitz was a guy that all through the 80s and 90s and probably 70s and 60s or 40s, like he's a, go- a ghost, a, a Jewish ghost yes. that haunts the, the arenas. And that stadium. was his gimmick is yeah. he was just Jewish. He was a, that was yeah. his thing. He was just like, what are I, you? I'm a Jew that loses. And you're like, oh, okay. So Barry Horowitz. Please would, don't hate me. He would fight bigger guys than him. Not physically, but just more, you know. Uh, popular. More popular. Yeah. So he could lose so that kids who wanted to see a wrestler that they love beat up a guy got to see that. Yep. He was like the Gabby J of wrestling. Barry Horowitz, yeah. Barry Horowitz was the other team that the Harlem Globetrotters played. The Washington Generals. Yeah. But, oh, but as a Jewish man. <laughs> Wow. So he would just he would travel everywhere with them. His only thing was he just had uh, he had blue underwear and he would like pat himself on the back yep, or something he would like do that. This. Yeah, pat yep, himself yep. on the back and he would go out and he would fight like you know uh, Razor Ramon, Razor Ramon, Mister Perfect, Hulk Hogan, yep. Coco Beware. He's like like his his story would be fascinating because it's like I, he's worked with every professional wrestler ever and been on the losing did, end of them. Did like, Barry Horowitz ever cut any promos? No, they, yes, there was yeah, like the, he yeah. did. He did, did. because him... he beat uh, 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 Chris. Benoit. No, never. <laughs> definitely didn't beat Benoit. Uh, uh, Skip from the Body Donnas. Okay. Yeah. Who was Chris Candido. That's, uh-huh. that's uh, who it was. He beat him out of nowhere. And then it was like the ultimate like Cinderella story of this yeah. loser who never beat anybody. Finally beat this guy who was, you know, pretty much on the rise. And yeah. people thought he was going to be like a next top tier guy. So it was yeah. a big deal for Barry. And I think they had like three matches. He cut one or two promos. Lost like after that, and then went back to obscurity again. Oh, so funny! Fuck. That's awesome. Yeah, but he had his moment for that one moment. Have they ever? Have, have they inducted him into the WWE Hall of Fame yet? They Barry? fucking should. Yeah. No, they, they should. should. They should. I think we should start like, a writing campaign no, for Barry Horowitz. There's something admirable about just fucking professionally taking that L for fucking four I mean, years. That was the Brooklyn Brawler. That yeah. was his career, and Brawler was wrestling longer than Barry Horowitz was. Mm-hmm. Like, Brawler was wrestling for WWE, like, I think four or five years ago, he even made a few appearances. And I think he had one win where he, like, tag-teamed with The Rock or something stupid right. like that. Um, who was, the, who was the, the guy who came out? The old guy used to travel with you guys. He was a wrestler. You have to narrow that down. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I know. Uh, oh fuck. He like came out. He came out like four years ago on some WWE program, and he was all crying about it. Like, oh no, we know. I was anyway. I was watching wrestling. Old oh, wrestling. Oh, came out. Came out. Came out. Came out. Oh, uh, uh, Pat, Pat. Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson. Yes. So I was watching. Uh, uh, I, I think thought you meant just was like on the road with us. No, no, no. It came out of the closet. Oh no, that was Patterson. Pat, yeah. So Pat Patterson. Um, it's Pat. I was watching. I was watching an old WrestleMania. Thanks, I think Ryan. when when uh, the fucking timely timely <laughs> yeah when Jesse Ventura was doing the the announcing yeah and I guess like some guy oh no it was a ravishing Rick Rude match uh-huh. okay and they were talking about how like oh look at him he's flexing his muscle and then Ventura's like oh I bet that Patterson guy would love that that Patterson character <laughs> and I was like motherfucker. 
outed him on TV in 86 and no one picked it up. No, everybody in 86, especially wrestling fans at that point, were just so unaware that gay was even a thing. Oh, yeah, other, other than just an insult that, that so, would be thrown. Because like, all, the, all the wrestlers knew he was gay for, like, he was out with those guys for years. So, like, I mean, when, when I... When you were working with him, Yeah, I mean, we, we knew. No, yeah. like, the words gay were not even thrown around back. And it was really funny because it was, it was bearded, oily men, like, sometimes with, like, <laughs> naval clothes on, just tasseling around with each other. You're thinking about back in the yeah. day. Some of them had snakes and they had like, you know, f- uh, floral like wreaths. And their stuff. own face airbrushed on their yeah. ass. And they're all battling for... And crotch. They're and all crotch, battling, yeah. battling for beautiful golden belts. <laughs> like, I it's mean, incredibly good. But so, like, there's there's a thing, and again, we saw this as a pay-per-view, and me and my brothers looked at each other like, uh... uh oh, this is, but, well, no, so... There was a character named Lex Luger. Uh, yes. Back then, Marvel didn't sue it, you know, or DC didn't sue his heart. Didn't he OD with Miss Elizabeth? Uh, <laughs> he had a stroke. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. he's he survived, but he's like not, not the in Survivor good, Series, not so, in good shape. So he he showed up, and this entire thing was they put him in front of like nine like competing fashion mirrors. Yeah, <laughs> he just yeah they were the holding him yeah. around him. Yeah, and yeah. They just stood in the middle, and this guy Bobby the Brain Heenan, who was like an announcer, came out, and he, he was recently like, passed away. Yeah, recently passed yep. away. He came out, and he was like, "Look at this Adonis! Look at this glistening." Jewel of a man. <laughs> Look at this oiled rotund sarcophagus of sex with a beautiful tome of golden bliss. This angel, this eagle, and like we're like, I think he's gonna come. <laughs> this guy is just a small fucking little ball of a man with like a he had like a track jacket on. He's just like looking at this fucking glistening, oily, muscular guy in like shiny underwear. And his whole thing was the guy. The guy's name was the narcissist Lex Luger. And yep. He was just like, I love to look at my. Himself. And his manager was just like, "Oh, you fucking look amazing!" And I just want to suck your tits. Well, that was like brother Lex gimmick too. He would just be like, "Oh, these guys are amazing! Yeah. Oh, I gotta preach about this man's muscles." Yeah, I love you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love. I just remember being a kid and being like. Um, Max is so confused. These are, no, this no, is no, me no, and Brian's no, X-Men. No, I, I, you, you know something about X-Men. This is your Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Where, like, people die and they get wished back to life and shit. Uh, <laughs> only resurrected at no, least like, ten people. I know all about I Dragon had, um, Ball Z, man. I know about uh, Gogurt and yeah. <laughs> Yoku. Yeah. Everything Vegeta- named after yeah. a vegetable. Yeah. Gogurt and Yoplay. <laughs> Froyo, Dano, <laughs> Phage, Danimal Animal, <laughs> Yoplay. <laughs> <laughs> Activia, um, but no, like uh, I, I, wrestling is it. I, I don't get. I don't get it. And trying to understand it as a professional who works with these people occasionally. I mean, these people, but you know, like uh, honestly, it's it's fucking these men to, under, to like to work in 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 video production and see something come together. Like I don't know, like IGN's E3 show, and then go work with fucking WWE and see their like here's. Traveling roadshow. It's fucking amazing. A traveling live yeah. roadshow. Yeah. And their shit looks like. I mean, I, I went to a. Well, they've been a doing Hell in a it cell. for thirty years. Yeah, I went. To, I went to a Hell well, in a Cell more show. More than that at this point. Yeah, uh, probably. I don't know, five or six years ago, and it was. It was like one of those kind of like the Hell in a Cell is kind of like a C list event, right? Or no, that's like a pay per view. No, it's a pay per view. It's pay per view, but it's like it's, it's not a. It's not it's a big your, one. It's, right? your, it's your second tier. Okay, like your, so it, your main ones are yeah. uh, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and the rest are like. They're they're still pay per views. Okay, John, you don't work for them anymore. Money yeah. in the bank <laughs> in I, your house. I hate that uh, match. I really hate that match. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I got the sense that it was like it was, I, I, it was before, before you go into this on Money in the Bank. I was with Brian at WrestleMania. What was it twenty five? The one in San Francisco. Uh, yep. When the guy 
cashed in his money in the bank win to mm-hmm. take the title. And Brian and I looked at each other like, you can do that now? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is this? Yeah, I was really confused. Well, again, like I haven't watched wrestling in like 15, yeah. 20 years. So, yeah, we went to WrestleMania and, and we sat down all excited. And then it started going and we're like, oh, that's right. We don't know any of these yeah. people. I don't know anything that's going on. In the on middle of the match, they bring out the old guys. And we're like, fuck yeah, I know Hulk Hogan. I know yeah. NWO. I know DX. This so, is awesome. So, Max, I mean, you're at Hell in the Cell. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was the thing that blew my mind about it was... We're watching, like, we were in a, this is for a, a preview event that I went to, mm-hmm. um, and there's the big, you know, uh, Viewmaster, whatever, the, the big TVs. Titan Tron. Jumbotron, there you go. And that's showing everything that's going, to, like, you know, to, to viewers at home, and it all looks just fucking insane. It looks like you're in the middle of a mosh pit. It looks like a fucking Lord of the Rings, but with And no, you no couldn't makeup, see a you know? fucking thing in the middle of that match uh, because of the fence, right? No, I was. We were up in a skybox, oh, okay. and I'm looking down, and I'm like, "There's like 75 people down there." Yeah, like it was not a full house at all. It was like I don't know, and it was it was like you said, it was a, a you know kind of a B list event, and uh, you know I mean, it wasn't 75 people, but it definitely wasn't as busy as it looked on screen. Right, and we did you can only thing. see seven rows on screen. Yeah, and they hard, also they, the, they, the magic of hard cam. They, yep. Yeah, oh yeah, they use the cameras really wisely and really impressively. And then more recently, I did this thing that was uh, Xavier Woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, IGN Esports Showdown, which was having a bunch of wrestlers playing like Marvel vs. Capcom at yep. New York Comic Con, and that was even smaller. That looked like a uh, like a fucking like local theater production from actually being there. And then seeing the video of it, I'm like, oh my god, it looks like it's a packed house. Like it's so as it's really weird because it's it's the same kind of like practical. Not even like like pre practical like it's it's not it's like it's like stage production where yeah. it's it's all yeah. like it's all uh, slate of hand but coupled with technology to completely mask it. Yeah. Well, Which it's also just, it, it's yeah. the size of the characters. And again, like this is um the, this you're like you know I didn't watch wrestling I don't understand it and I, I what I I've always reiterated to you is like you you have and you do because you read comic books mm-hmm. and comic books is like you take a hero shot of four men in Avengers costumes and it's like the most incredible foreboding thing in the world but it's really just like four guys. Standing Standing on a rock, but with wrestlers, it's the same thing. If you play a little Jimi Hendrix and they're all wearing the same shirt and they all come walking down going, too sweet! Exactly. And the thing with wrestling is it's like one, or, or comic books, it's like one week. You know, Spider Man and and Wolverine are teaming up, and like another month later, like they're, they're fighting, fighting each other, and yep. you don't know why. But a month later, like they're teaming up together. But get who, guess who else is there? It's Cyclops and Gambit. Like that's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like and it's just like there's there's all the relationships are just completely fluid. Uh, like there are there are feuds that last, but also they get dropped aside. Like your enemy is my enemy, and my friend or whatever the fuck. All that shit. Like people double cross each other, triple cross each other, single cross each other, quadruple cross each other. Oh my god, when the mega powers broke up, oh and, fucking and ruined me. None of it means anything because it's all sort of like weird like muscular ballet mm-hmm. like it's kind of fascinating well, the, I, feel the, like, I feel like people who watch like nothing but adult movies not like not porno but like grown up like Oscar fodder shit they probably like look Michael at, at Clayton the, they probably look at like cinematic universes like that and they're like the fuck is this right. you know, like, what, that this, this is all like throwaway horse shit that doesn't have any actual weight to it but <laughs> if you need no, me I'll be watching Argo yeah <laughs> and I feel like that to a lot of people who watch like I don't know conventional sports look at WWE it's like you know it's sports entertainment yep which is a really like the fact they're that not athletes they're superstars yeah it's, well i mean i don't know it, it 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 really is the story about it and and i'll i'll say compared to what wrestling was in the 80s they've gotten more exciting in their matches right. and and that comes from 
influence from Mexico, influence of Japan and stuff like that. But influence if, of Macho Man Randy Savage. Exactly. But look at um, Max Landis's video, Wrestling Isn't Wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's like a 20-minute mm-hmm. uh, video uh, of yeah, all uh, great, gender, yeah. gender-bent versions of, of everybody. I think Chloe but Dykstra I, I, plays uh, Triple, H. Triple H. There's not a single wrestling match shown in this video. And that's actually the best explanation. When somebody's like, why do you like wrestling? I point to that. For transparency, I'm yeah. in it, so yeah. you know, yeah. I'm full of myself. But it also... But it also gives you the entire Triple H story from like 1989. It's a 20-year story of this guy in a 20-minute video. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. it's it's a soap opera that is maybe five minutes long a week, mm-hmm. five mm-hmm. ten minutes mm-hmm. long a week. Yeah. And it, well, I mean, and the rest is just wrestling. You compare this to like to, I think Dragon Ball Z is a really a really perfect kind of like analog because I spent uh, at least a week. Of my high school years, going home from school and being like, I have to see what the fuck is going on with Goku. And there was a week where Goku was having a fucking heart attack for more than five episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he gets a heart attack from the future, and they're like, the androids are coming here. We're going to fight the androids. It's basically just rip-off. It was the Monday, it was the, Mon- the Monday Night Wars, I think, was the best time. Aside from in the, the history 80s. of wrestling, yeah, just the oh fact- no, better than the eighties. Not even a question uh, in my mind. I don't know. The eighties were the eighties. I think I I have rose colored glasses on because I was like six watching yeah. that. So that's when I fell in love with it. But the Monday Night Wars were so much fun to watch because you could switch between the two, and wrestlers would fucking switch divisions in the middle. Like who who was it? Who did uh, it? Was, it? It was it was originally um, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash yeah. jump ship, and then like two weeks later. The girl who was WWE's uh, WWF champion at the time, Alundra Blaze, literally went to WCW with the WWF women's title and dropped it in a garbage can on their yeah. show. Yeah, and like, no, it was. Like, it was like, I think, it was, I think uh, didn't didn't uh, Ravishing Rick Rude like? Yep, he jumped. He well, he like jumped ship. On Raw, he like left, and then like halfway through Monday Night Raw or Monday or Monday Nitro, he's Nitro. like, "I'm here on this now forever." And again, it's so, like if you read Wolverine and Spider-Man comics every day, and you walked into a store, and they were just on like a DC cover. No, with so Batman I, and Superman. Let me, hold on, hold yeah. on. Let me talk about this because that's actually what's fascinating about wrestling is those are people who have, to a certain degree, outside of contracts, their own agency, and they're able to actually make choices like that and do stuff that right, is sort right. of unpredictable. Yep. Whereas the only time I can think that that's happened officially. In in comics mm-hmm. is Neil Gaiman created Angela for Spawn. Yep. Yeah. He retained the rights for that. And then recently he was like, you know what? I want to write her into Guardians of the Galaxy. And yep. so Angela is now not a Spawn character, but a Marvel character. Yeah, she's Marvel canon. Fucking nuts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like she's insane. Angela's going to show up in a in a goddamn uh, Marvel movie before she shows up in a Spawn movie. She actually got left out of the Spawn movie because Neil Gaiman didn't give the rights to her, I think. Right. But like that's I don't know, that's incredibly surreal because that's that's like a level of creator own shit. But like with wrestlers, they can be like no, nah, I, I don't. I don't do it. Now imagine if Angela smoked beer in a hotel room <laughs> two hundred nights yeah. a year. Well, I mean, so, the, the, the thing with wrestling too is it's not just what's at WWE, especially with the internet just having access to everything. You have these guys that are going and getting famous in Mexico. Right. Uh, there's a show down in uh, in LA uh, called PWG, where basically it's the guys who are either just leaving WWE and are on like you know can go get 
extra high paydays because of how good they are, mm-hmm. or the guys who are right about to be signed by WWE. And WWE is actually letting guys use the names that they had on the indies because it just has that cachet. Which oh, is wow. new. Yeah, which they never used to do. Yeah. Like, is that uh, are like they letting... Austin Creed, Xavier Woods thing? So, yeah, for example, he, he has a, a, a different name on, on camera, but you have guys like, uh, there's uh, three guys that just debuted, uh, Adam Cole, uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, and everyone thought when they were going to get signed. Kyle O'Reilly, are you yeah, fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's a Star Wars Rilo Kylie mashup character. <laughs> so he like comes out in a he comes out with an acoustic guitar and a lightsaber. <laughs> when when I don't know if you're lying or not. No. That's, <laughs> like that's how weird wrestling. I don't know if you're lying or not. I've literally been to a wrestling show where one of the tag teams came out with lightsabers. It was not a WWE show, but I literally have seen that. Fuck, that's uh, so funny. D- is where is Cody Rhodes now? Because I know he like left to go do a whole bunch of indie stuff. He's still indie. Okay, yeah. I don't even know. I thought I think his story. Dusty Rhodes is Dusty oh. Rhodes is and Gold Dust brother. Yes. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, I, I think that's the. <laughs> that was my favorite gimmick of the, his. The stutter is when he the Tourette's. had Tourette's. The family, the family tree aspect of all this is fascinating to me because like it's it's almost like Rocky I mean, Maivia. It's, it's like a legacy or a curse. Yeah, I mean Rocky, the Rock is the same way, right? Yeah. Like, his mm-hmm. father was just like an old, old, old school wrestler. Well, his his grandfather. his grandfather ran wrestling in like. Hawaii and yeah. shit, and then his dad married into that side of the family, mm-hmm. and I mean that was part of what gave him that credibility for his debut. I yeah. love his debut. He didn't know where he didn't know to look into the hard cam, so yep. he just has his back facing everyone. Have, have you watched his uh, his uh, rock reacts video? Of no. That? Why did he react to it? He did a reaction video on his oh, YouTube channel. Uh, that it was basically he's talking about what he's going through in the match, and he, I think he mentioned that in there. that he didn't know where. Yeah, because he's ba- like he wins the match, and, and he does like he that. does his celebration to the crowd yep. that is on the hard camp, but not to the hard camp. We uh, over Thanksgiving break, my brothers and I got very drunk, and we watched the uh, thirty for thirty ESPN thing on Ric Flair. Oh yeah, I that's still great need to watch that. It's, it's great. It's fantastic. And our significant others in the room, they didn't grow up with, they didn't give a shit about any of this, but it's fucking incredibly fascinating to see. Uh, that Ric Flair thought he was that guy? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, the, just the story he was telling about waking up every day and just having, like, t- he would have four beers before breakfast and then just, like, 12 mixed drinks throughout the day and then a bunch of drinks at night. He would go to a bar that had, like, six people in it, and he'd order, like, 150 shots mm-hmm. and be like, tell everyone to come down. Like, we're, this is a party now, night. Now, by the way, without naming names, yep. what, what wrestler put away the most alcohol that you saw personally? Because I've, uh, I've always heard, like, oh, Andre the Giant drank three kegs. How do you do that without naming names? Unfortunately, the name, I, I can't say. I, there was somebody who once came down to the bar, and we were about to call it a night. And he literally just asked the bartender, how many bottles of beer do you have left? And I think we were in, like, St. Louis or something mm-hmm. like that. And as long as you ordered it before last call, they wouldn't pull it in the hotel bar. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. And they said, uh, about 200. He goes, okay. And he drank all 200? No, no, I mean, oh. there was a shit ton of us at the Okay, bar. no, I'm talking about, like, what, without naming wrestler's name, like, did you ever see someone take down 40 by themselves? Yeah, yeah. Uh... I'm interested in some story. If you can, if you can just redact names of, yeah. of insane things you saw. It will just, it will uh, just yell out, "By God!" So there, there were. Okay, we'll, just, we'll, we'll say a dead wrestler. No, just don't. don't <laughs> Jesus Christ! You don't have to guess. Uh, There's so many dead wrestlers. There was, uh, there was one night in. Uh, we were in Milan, uh, and we were about to go to Rome the next morning, and I got a phone call. Uh, so Jackie Roman, why aren't you down at the bar? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I came down to the bar and. One of the people was definitely like drunker than I've seen pretty much anybody else. He's like, you have to sit next to me. You're not allowed to drink. 
and I will punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's the thing. Like, they all know you because you're traveling with them the whole time. Oh, yeah. So I, I had been there you. over a year at that point. So, right. like, they were comfortable enough with me to be like, I'm going to say I'm going to punch you in the face, and I might punch you in the face, so this but, is the you're, but you're not going to, like, Stew Johnny. Right. Again, to like go to the superhero thing, I just keep thinking about like, I don't know, like fucking Wolverine shows up at a bar and he gets top 10 drunk. And like, they're like, how do we get rid of this guy? They're, they're, they're way more like Wolverine than they are like Spider Man. Right, with, right, right. With regard to with, that. With drinking, yeah. Because yeah. it's like all of a sudden you're this like 350 pound like Hulk of a man comes in. He's fu- all Almost literally. Muscles. Yeah, sometimes. and you're like, and he gets, he gets blacked out drunk and he's demanding Good more job, booze. Brian. And you're like, well, I guess he has to fight our bouncers now. Like, how the fuck do you even deal with that? I never actually saw anybody get into a fight at the bar i will i everybody because by the time i got there Mm -hmm. talent relations was such a big thing Mm -hmm. so like people would get wasted like there was there was a time uh we were walking down the streets of nashville four of us and i'm obviously smaller than the other three people walking down the street with just a bottle of jack daniels and then the next morning one of them didn't get on the plane not because they didn't make it to the airport in time they just literally were not allowed on the plane because they're like they're like that guy's too drunk and i'm like if he's too drunk, I'm fucked because I cannot handle my shit as well as he can. Right, right, right. Wow. Well, it was like, so I went, uh, my parents took us on vacation to Pennsylvania once when we were kids because we didn't have a ton of money growing up. And they're like, we want to go away for the weekend. We're going to go to Amish country. Yeah, we went, yeah, we went to some like shitty, shitty little town. And while we were there, oh, we she found out, it was something like that. Yeah. We found out that uh, the WWE was doing what they call the house show, right? Yep. Which is like, they don't, non-televised yeah, show. They don't, they don't film it. But they don't really do house shows anymore, do they? Yeah, they do. Really? Yeah, yeah they, they still, they'll still start house shows on like thursdays and fridays and saturdays oh. and that leads up to tv so we went to the show and like it's one of those things where like the main event guy is like a mid-tier wrestler right because they don't send everybody all the time mm-hmm. and so after the well, show in, in the 80s they got away with that oh now yeah. you can't yeah so i think we probably went late 80s maybe early 90s so after the show uh we all went to the, so the, this is just this is a it's like a small theater room arena type thing connect it's it's incredibly tiny like picture your high school gymnasium it's that small yep. they put a wrestling ring in the middle and it was one of those just you could tell they built it that day and it was rickety as hell just loud as fuck those things are incredibly loud by the way mm-hmm. and then connected to the hotel like gymnasium whatever was a bar restaurant and that's it and there's nothing with like a hundred miles and we're staying at the hotel, and after the we go see the event, and we're like, that was fun, I guess. I don't even know what that was. And we're like, my dad's like, well, let's go get some food. He's a large man. So we go downstairs, and we go to get some food, and we sit in there, and all of a sudden, like, the doors open, and all the wrestlers who are at the event walk in and just start pounding shots do, 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 and do drinking. World order. And then, yeah, and then you get all these women who came to see the show, like these. Those are, those are called rats. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Oh, Jesus. Wow. wow. And so they're, they're pretty much what you exp- like if you ever seen they're the- rats you ever watch like heavy metal parking <laughs> yeah, lot or they, something they, like they, that? They, are, they are the wrestling equivalent of a heavy metal groupie yeah yeah they're heavy metal groupies right and they look like heavy metal groupies because they're mm-hmm. like uh, there's a lot of crossover there there's long hair there's spikes there's leather torn- leather there's torn t-shirts gold belts uh, <laughs> and a lot of floral stuff that weirdly seeps its way in and so they're all just sort of like descending like these old hens all over these men and one of them <clears throat> was the voice of uh, Super Mario, Captain Lou Albano. Oh! And I remember sitting there being like, Mario is at the bar. <laughs> and I was like, Mario is sitting Cindy at the bar. Lopper's yeah. dad. Mario is sitting at the bar 10 feet from me, and he's getting fucked up. And he's ordering, like, everything fried. And he's Brian, got the is that fr- your origin story? Possibly. <laughs> possibly. And he's got the big goatee with all the, all the shit in it. All the, the rubber bands? Yeah, the rubber bands. He came and- down with the rubber bands. He didn't, he didn't like, do, like, this... 
Not tonight. No, no, he just doesn't. And that's his character, man. I mean, he just yeah. he had it out there. I think we just always had it out there. And like the weird thing about him was like uh, he he looked exactly like he did on TV. And I'd mostly because I watched Red Hat. Yeah, I watched overalls. I watched wrestling as a kid, but I also watched the Super Mario <laughs> Super Show every single day. Just right. no, but like just like an open Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, jeans, like no, he had like the, the big Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Like yeah. he he actually dressed like a fucking four hundred pound Max Scoville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with much greasier hair. He had this like Kenny Powell. Yeah. Fucking just like slick, oily. And there's all these other wrestlers there. It's like Jake the Snake and Tatanka and all these other dudes. And they're just like fucking picking up all these. And all these just like there's like 15 of these women there. And they're all like just – I'm not going to say like they're past their prime. But they're ratty. Like, I don't know if there ever was one. They're just like – They never is, had a prime. Yeah. This is this is it. They lived in this small town forever. They, they waited for moments like this. And to me, I saw this weird divide as being a kid versus being an adult and watching this stuff and liking this stuff. And it felt like seeing your teachers at a restaurant where it was like, or seeing them outside of the context uh-huh, of school yeah. and yeah. being like, seeing your principal make out with your eighth grade teacher kind of thing. Yeah. It was yeah. just like, oh, wait a minute. Like they're breaking the rules. And it was like, no, this is what they're really like. My God. So you see them outside of character and like Paul Bearer is there and he's, <laughs> but he's just a man. And he was just like, hey, y'all, how y'all doing? Yep. And he was just like, it's like, oh my God, this fucking completely breaks character for me. And they're all fucked up. They're all drunk. And they're like, there's women all over them. My dad's like, all right, do you guys want to? Go to you guys. Kids want to go to go to go to the hotel room. We'll watch a nice film. <laughs> we'll sleep. And we got out of there. And the next day, I was like, Dad, what were all the wrestlers doing? And he was like, I think they were trying to uh, make relations with those large women. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just fucking crazy to see. And it's like, so I saw that that was one night of my life, and then I walked away. That is what they do. Two hundred nights a year, every year. Until they die in their mid-40s. I mean, I used to hear stories, again, definitely can't name names on this, but the guys who would do a five or six day on the road tour before WWF was even a thing. So like your your old days. Southern Georgia. And it was like, some people would be like, yeah, we have to pick up two eight balls, one for before the show and one for after. Jesus. Oh, well, there's that thing for like three people. There's that thing in the Ric Flair thing where uh, they're like, they're like... They're like, hey, so, um, like, you know, you've had sex tons of times. Like, you know, you, you tried to stay loyal to your wife for like, 15 minutes. LOL. <laughs> um, and uh, so how many women do you think you've slept with? And he was like, well, honestly, um, like, realistically, 10,000. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, how, you didn't cheat on your wife. You made a new. You made like a new space disease. Yeah. Like your dick has an STD that is all. You might have the cure to the STD. She's not your wife. She's just someone you had sex with twice. Yeah. That's some. I don't. I can't even begin to like. That's how he's been in more people than some national dishes. <laughs> Jesus. God damn. Like, I don't even know how you... I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. But yeah, it's it's an amazing world. Amazing world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, how so, did you um, even get that it's, job? It's a beautiful art. Uh, so... Like, what do you have to submit for that? So I I didn't get there the traditional way, because normally it's just, like, people will go through an intern at the company and right. then, like, try to submit scripts and shit like that. I got out of school, and I got a job in advertising. I was working at a Democratic advertising agency i was doing copywriting on political ads which is the most soul-sucking thing i've ever been a part of in my life i did it for two months wow I, i couldn't do it any longer um but for like when i was 17 i started refereeing independent wrestling shows okay so i did that for two years came back from my freshman year of college uh got trained how to actually wrestle 
wrestled for two years, and then uh, we all figured out, John, you weigh 145 fucking pounds. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to be a manager. Gonna, nobody's going to believe you as a wrestler. Right. Everyone wants to punch you in the face, though, so be a manager. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, and one of the guys who... What was your gimmick as a manager? Uh, so when I debuted as a wrestler, I was uh, just called Jay Fitch. Because I wanted to give uh, wrestling fans something like, horrible they could scream at me. Because it's really easy to fuck with that name. Uh-huh. Uh, and then American Idol Season 2 became popular. Ah, uh, so you came out as Justin Guarini. No, I was... Well, they was, I had highlights in my hair. And they were like, oh, you could be the American Idol Jay Fitch. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Yeah. That's funny. And for two years, I, did, I never sang. Because I can't sing. Right. So the... Basically, I would go out there, start talking, act like I was the best singer on the planet. I told Terry Funk, who's a, re- a legend in wrestling. Yeah. Oh, he's uh, the it's still real to me, damn it, guy. Yeah. Like he's the he's the reason that video yeah. exists yeah. is because yeah. of the Funk. Brothers. I had I had to tell him that his career was over as mine was on the rise, and I was going to sing him a goodbye song. So he beat the fucking shit out of me. Oh my god! Uh, so you, so you were the wrestling version of Clay Aiken. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I was wow. going to say, to be fair, they can't sing on the first episode of that right. season every year. Yeah, I, um, I was more of the William Hung than the yeah. So you were doing you were doing uh, you were doing copy for political ads while I was a wrestling manager, and then you went on to work for the WWE. This is why, this is why Gore Cause, lost because one of the guys I knew from my time as a manager yeah. was an assistant on the uh, the wrestling uh, the Raw writing team, and while you were there. Donald Trump appeared on the show. Yep, and then became the fucking president. Yeah, that's a fuck. That, that's just insane to me. The, yep. I, the, the universe uh, is terrifying. Also met Floyd Mayweather during that time, so I met like two of the worst human beings within a two-year time yeah. frame. Huh. Wow. And, and Jesse Ventura, who went on to be uh, governor, I never is, got to work with Jesse. You never unfortunately, got to work with him, yeah. No. Um, yeah, the predator. It's did. too bad. Predator worked. With I, that I work with a lot of people. Predator worked with that dude real good. I kind of hope Carl Weathers runs for some political office so we can yeah. be like, America, home of the most politicians who are in the film Predator of any <laughs> country. Suck it, world. Do you know who's going to run for president next? It's Billy and Jimmy Lee from Double Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> The Contra uh, Brothers. Uh, I want to talk about the uh, t- like quick pivot, but uh, the how you and I first met and yes. how we became friends. A wrestling match. No, yeah. <laughs> so for, before you and I met, the whole reason I came into any of the like the IGN fold mm-hmm. was uh, I was at Comic Con and we were I was at an Activision party with uh, some of the wrestlers. Right. And Greg was a wrestling fan. Greg Miller. Yeah. Greg Miller. So said hi to Greg, and you know the next year was at the same Activision party with a different wrestler and we were like yo the IGN party is a great party can you get us in there Mm -hmm. and he did Um, and that was the night where I got really fucked up in a hotel room with Theriza and Batista what yeah also met Adrienne Curry as she was dressed as Raptor Jesus it was a weird fucking comic con yeah I'm, oh. I'm inc- oh, you, you know got, wait, wait, isn't Riza? They're, they're both now in the Marvel universe, aren't they? Oh, because the <laughs> the Riza the Riza played our our. Uh, I don't know if Ghost it, was I there that or, night. I don't know. It, it was, was, that the, was that the night? I didn't it was, go to that it one. was the split party. It was the year where it was Resident Evil on one half and Expendables two on the other half. Oh, I was there for the Expendables one. Where right. they like gave an award to Schwarzenegger. I remember yeah, I, I got I got pulled off that Comic Con at the last second. I wasn't. I don't think I went to that one. Did I go? To no, because because. I, I remember I being up, fucking livid yeah. that the RZA was playing with my Jermaine, company. With my, Jermaine Dupri on stage with him. Yeah, my yes. company party and my entire company was like, who's the RZA? And I was like, oh, fuck! 
fucking kill you. But listen, it was I shit. It's fucking twenty years. No, no, no. It's the rat from the from Muppets Take Manhattan. I know who that is. Yeah, he ran. They ran the diner. Yeah, with a bunch of Suicide Squad yeah. girls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My, my favorite Jerky Boys yeah. character, uh, the Rizzo. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you started. So, you started hanging out with Greg. So that's why I became friends with Greg. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, 2013 was my first year uh, working in the YouTube space and right. stuff like that, and um, saw Greg and, and Tim and the guys at, at VidCon, which is Max's favorite uh, convention of all time. Kid you know, uh, the only person who hates it more than me is sitting right there. I, I hate KidCon. Yeah. <laughs> he had to go uh, one year longer than I did, so. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've never went, and now I ne- will never have to, because I'm way too old for that. Oh, you're definitely too oh old for Oh, my God. Uh, I think a 10-year-old's too old for that now. I, my feel, favorite like, game I was... feel like less of a pedophile going to fucking Toys yeah. R Us. My favorite, yeah, my favorite game on the on the uh, show floor of KidCon was, is that a pedophile or someone's dad? Mm-hmm. Could be Andy. Exactly. <laughs> it's a real fun game to play. Yeah. Um, so end up like reconnecting with Greg and stuff like that. And Comic-Con was like just after that or something. Right. And I meet up with uh, Greg and we're like, we're hanging out and we were trying to figure out a spot that could seat a bunch of people for dinner. Right. And the only thing we were able to find was a seat for company. It wasn't even Bubba Gump. It was a fucking Italian place in San Diego. Oh, San Diego. That's Italian though, isn't it? Yeah. It's super super uh, known for Italians. San Diego. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And just the way that the seating uh, took place, Brian is opposite me. Totally not what I was expecting you to look at, look like based on your voice though. Oh really? Because at that point, like I hadn't seen you on camera. What did you think I looked? I was I was I was fat and angry. No, I thought you were going to be ha- like more like Guido hair. Oh yeah, instead of no hair. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh. And we sat down, and all we did for the entire meal was talk shit about everybody at the table that was eating like any sort of pasta at all. We're just like. That looks fucking disgusting. We were like, that's not real. That's fake. And everyone's like, what's wrong with you? The, you're breaking the magic and the illusion. We're in the spaghetti factory on, on, in the gas lamp district. Don't ruin yeah. this. Yeah, and the fucking, was, huh? The yeah. fucking waiter would it come was, over and he was like, does anyone want defense. lasagna? And we'd be like, you dumb man. You fucking idiot. That's not what they call it. Like, and then like two other people at the table were like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're ready to fight people. Well, they're like, somebody, Can I get some ganoche? Somebody oh. ordered like bread and sauce for the table, which is like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And so they pass. Can I get noodles with butter? They pass this <laughs> bowl of sauce around, and we're like, that's bullshit. What the fuck? Where did you get these fucking tomatoes? And then we became best friends. I can. Yeah. And then we hit it off. And then since then, we've been like, we text each other about like pizza places and stuff like that. And like when he comes to San Francisco, I'm like, this place is good. This place is good. Yep. This place is good. I um, remember I texted you once because there's a there's a bar in the Grove at uh in in L A. Mm-hmm. That it's a pretty good bar. But it's right next to a Boopa da Beppo. Oh, and I sent him a picture of it. I go, I like that you fucked up the name of that restaurant. And I didn't care because it's fake. <laughs> yeah. So I text Boopa da Beppo, and no one gives a shit because if you're eating there, you're already dead. Yeah. Boopity boppity. <laughs> when you're here, you walk through the kitchen. Yeah. I sent him a picture of it, and I go, I'm going to get arrested tonight because I'm going to burn a building <laughs> to the fucking ground. Oh. We Max and I like for it was two going away parties in a row. We went or a birthday party and a going away party. One for Andrew Goldfarb, which was a birthday party, and then a going away party for Mitch Dyer before he went to go write the new Star Wars game. And uh, we went to Bukiti Beppo because we were sort of like, I think like someone left it on like me and my wife to find a place that would sit 25 people in San Francisco with an hour's notice. Yep. Great. So we're just looking around. And I'm like, well, there's this terrible cartoon Italian place I've never been to. I know nothing about it. I was like, you know, it looks fine. Like they'll just, they'll, we can get drunk there. There's a full bar. Mm-hmm. And we go in. 
And the food is just fucking atrocious. It's yeah. like it's not even it's not even. A Would question. you like a meatball the size but of a softball? I think I've told the story before. It's mostly newspaper. But so the toilet, the toilet there. I'll tell this real quick because it's just horrible. This is a, the closest thing I've ever done to like a hate crime, and it wasn't even all me. Uh, the toilet in the Buca de Beppo in San Francisco. Already I, painting a very vivid picture. A man threw up in it uh-huh. and clogged it. <laughs> and the people who worked there went in the back, and instead of just like this is taping, good marinara, <laughs> instead of taping it shut, they put saran wrap all over. What <laughs> so and, someone would take a shit on top of it, like an April Fool's and prank? So, and so I do this thing where like I I'll have like nine drinks and then not pee for four hours, and then get up to say goodbye and be like, oh shit, I gotta piss right now. So I went in the bathroom, and <laughs> every toilet was taken except for this one. So I open up the door and I look in it, and I, I'm just half drunk. And I just start peeing into this clear-looking <coughs> bowl, and I realize that bouncing I'm, all over, I'm pissing into this now sagging fucking net of saran wrap that's teabagging a man's puke. That oh, that's fucking awful! <laughs> They're playing like when the moon hits the sky. It's <laughs> just dudes dunking oh. everywhere next to me, just shitting out meatballs and stuff like that. So yeah, I pissed into a bag on the puke in the back of a Buca de Beppo in all San right. Francisco. So I want to talk about left. that for a second. We did this for a while. It's like, you know when dogs like All throw right. up and then they eat the puke? Yeah. And you're like, why are you doing that? You're stupid. Well, we keep going to chain restaurants as a goof with our friends. Like we went to Buca de Beppo twice. Then we went to fucking Rainforest Cafe. And the thing about that is in San Francisco, I think in general, they're not cheap. Like no. they're chain restaurants. They should be less expensive than real ones but they're not so we always go there we always get fucked up and get a bunch of food and then we're like seven hundred dollars shit and the weird thing is do i get to keep the animatronic monkey it's like this it's like this fucked up like death note scenario because these restaurants keep going out of business what about the fucking they have a they have a bust of the pope Uh uh-huh that they put in a glass box in the middle of like one of the biggest tables there and and it it spins around like david burns head in the fucking road to nowhere like a lazy susan or dolly parton or whatever they fucking call those stupid things (laughs) yeah it's it's just the fucking top dolly parton it's Uh like it's like i don't know like max has one of these of like bosk and it's just like it's just like the top quarter of a man's body and head it's a bust and they just put it in this glass box and it sits there and while it it just turns while you're fucking eating this eating this terrible food and every now and then he spins around he looks at you you lock eyes you have to kiss <laughs> uh, it's fucking horrible you're supposed to throw yeah. dollars in it oh really I don't know oh Jesus the, the Pope say, you love it when you throw the money at the Pope <laughs> hey everybody it's your good friend Uncle Pee Pee Walnuts here this episode is brought to you by them tweaked audio makers adorable tangle free headphones that can be used to hear all your favorite sounds such as the gun they'll also play your favorite podcast music videos and you can even use them to talk to loved ones like my good wife Charlotte tweaked audio earbuds are available in Seven styles and seven colors. Kind of like the continents. They even got a limited lifetime warranty. For 33% off your order and free worldwide shipping, use the offer code GEEKBOX at checkout. Again, that's tweakedaudio.com, offer code GEEKBOX. Please enjoy the sound of Uncle Pee Pee Walnuts sitting on a toilet seat. Uh, now, John, there's something I want to talk to you about. Uh, you're actually from Connecticut, right? I am. From my old stomping grounds. Yep. You're, you're from which end? Uh, New Haven. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a that's a notable city. Yep. Known for, yep. Good, for good pizza. Yeah, right by Yale University. Yeah. I used, yeah, yeah. To, used to hate serving those douchebags. Home at, of Natalie um, Portman. At, uh, I, I would bartend when I was uh, in between jobs, and I would I hated serving How Yale do you kids. like them apples? Connecticut has great pizza, and it's like, it's never really, I mean, you hear people from Connecticut talk about it, but in the national conversation about best 
pizza, it's it's never really mentioned as much as it should be, and yeah. it's fucking awesome. I mean, it's it's not a rip, as good as New York. It's a ripoff of New York yes, style, definitely. but it's definitely. done well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Connecticut's a weird place because it doesn't really. There's not really anything that it's known for. You know, it's kind of just it's just sort of there. It's just kind of known for having rich snobby people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was and about to say whites. But yeah, you moved to Cal- it is, California. It is a very white state. People would be like, "Where are you from again?" Like uh, Cincinnati or Kentucky or something, and they're like, they just kind of get the sound of it, sort of yeah. right. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it doesn't really have a, a thing going for it. However, there is a place there called Dudley Town. There is, which is the ghost town that allegedly inspired the Blair Witch Project. Yep. Uh, John, you had an experience there. Yeah. So when I was like nineteen or something like that, uh, I, I started looking online, and there was like, oh, like all this haunted stuff, and I came across the legend of Dudley Town because I guess Dan Aykroyd said in some random Playboy interview <laughs> that it's the most haunted spot in the country, and it's like, oh, well, if the guy from fucking Ghostbusters says it, it has to be true, right? 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 Because he's <laughs> he, obviously an expert. He certainly knows what he's talking <laughs> yeah. about. So we left some us. promotional <laughs> bottles of Crystal Skull vodka there <laughs> to the ghost town. So have we talked about aliens? <laughs> So myself, uh, two guy friends, and one girlfriend decide we're going to go up to Dudley Town and see the haunted ship. Mm-hmm. And we have this like terrible Canon camera that, like, I mean, anything you took a picture of it, it looks like there were like ghosts in it because there were just little fucking white dots flecking in front of it all the time, just like that shitty first digital camera mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. And so we we drive into this city called Cornwall. Mm-hmm. Which Max I am the great Cornwallio. How have we never made that joke here? Good God. And that's that's you're coming from New Haven, so that's like what, like a two hour drive? Uh, about an hour and a half. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we get the directions online of how you get there, and there's one road that goes up a fucking like mountain or hill or whatever the hell it is, and there's just a spot where it's like do not go past this so we leave our car there caution ghosts <laughs> we start walking through the woods and it's like all right when you when you get to this part you're supposed to go to the left and you know just keep going and you'll start seeing the foundations of where this you know ghost city used to be because you know and people are stupid and we believe that shit were you there during the day or we got there around dusk okay that's shit. a fucking great thing to do yeah. so it's so, pretty much a Blair witch scenario yeah and like, to, oh daytime and then and to preface based on hearsay from uh, a ghostbuster what did you expect to see we had no fucking idea. Oh, really? So no, we literally just, sort of just like, oh, yeah. here's a just no. a generic a general haunt. Yeah, like best case scenario, it was going to be spooky. Right. Worst case scenario was it was going to be, oh, there are occasionally people in cults who do fucking shit over yes. here. So we came up with uh, all three of us guys had baseball bats with us. Oh, so you had weapons. We had weapons. Mm-hmm. And then the girl who is like the toughest of all of us literally had two knives strapped to her ankles. Holy shit. Like tactical knives. Oh my god! Yeah, I have a nice little state of decay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Party zombie apocalypse. We would have done okay. Uh, uh, baseball bat is the chosen weapon of suburban white people look, <laughs> going looking for trouble in the woods, looking and also for ghosts, and also presidential candidates Billy and Jimmy Lee. <laughs> <laughs> so at one point we we're walking, we're walking, and we start realizing it's getting pretty dark, and we're not finding anything. We're not finding like anything that resembles foundations of buildings and shit like that. So we're like, all right, we're going to turn around. We learned the really hard way that uh, trail markers that are gray and moss on the side of a tree look really fucking similar once you're in twilight. Oh, my God. So we start walking back and... At one point, we're like, "This is too far." You have flashlights. And we stuff? had flashlights, but we must. We just went far enough off the trail when we were going back down mm-hmm. that we weren't crossing paths with where our car was. And 
I mean, I had like some old shitty flip phone at that point, so I knew I was like, oh, this is what, gonna last. What year was this? I was 19, so 15 years ago, so like 2002. Oh, okay. Fuck. Yeah, I, I mean, I was I was in college. Right. And so you had like you had like the first phone. Yeah. So Google Maps was not getting you back to where you needed to be. No, he could play yeah. Snake on his yeah. phone. No, you had like inkjet MapQuest directions in your car. Yeah, we yeah. literally printed out yeah. MapQuest yeah. to get there. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, so finally, we were just like, all right. We just need to call somebody to get us out of here. Right. So we call the state police. Oh, my God. And we, uh, you know, they put us on and they go, okay, there's a state trooper near you guys. Um, just hang on the phone with me. And um, were you like calling out like locations near you? No, they, they, the guy, they, they knew because enough dumb kids have gone up to this yeah, area. Right, right, and we right. just like we described where we parked and they're like, all right, cool. We know where you are. And the weird thing about this is the property is privately owned. Yep. So it's just totally like no trespassing. And because you get people like like you there, oh, yeah, they're dumbasses. Like, God fucking damn it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, oh, so, so you're, it's illegal to even be there. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't think about that at the time. Fuck. either. What are they trying to cover up? Hmm? Yep. So we uh, so we're sitting there in the woods. And we have our fucking bats near us, not because we're ready to fight a cop or anything like that. But at that point, it's like, oh, there might be animals in this fucking forest that are going to come after us. Uh, At one point, the girl goes, okay, there's uh, an officer parked near there. He's going to flash his lights and siren really quickly. Let us know if you hear it. He flashes it. No lie. He's about 50 feet away from us. And just the tree cover, we couldn't have seen him. Oh, my God. So we all throw our bats as far into the woods in the opposite direction possible. Because Go home, Wood. You're free. <laughs> because we're like, oh, Back for if, whence you came. <laughs> if, if he sees this, he's going to think that we were, like, trying to be vandals and yeah. stuff like that instead of just stupid ghost hunters. Well, Colin, you stupid the, kids. The town was already wrecked. But you wouldn't. Been wrecked for a century. But the, he would have known. Like the, you're telling someone to tell the cop to turn on the lights, and you're like, "Hey, cops, we got bats and knives." Well, so we threw We're the world's uh, dumbest criminal. No, no, no. We threw our bats. She didn't throw her knives. Oh. All right, save that one for the copper. So as he go, they go, oh, "Okay, do you see him?" And we say, "Yes." They, she goes, "Okay, I'm gonna hang up. Just walk towards him very slowly." Okay, we walk towards him. He has the fucking dog in the car that's going absolute like ape shit on us. Oh my us, god! And has a gun drawn on us yeah. as we're walking. Hell yeah! Him. So we get out into the clearing, and he goes, "You over there? You over there? You over there?" And he points to the girl. He goes, "You come talk to me." And he was making sure that we didn't like do anything weird with oh, her right. and yeah, shit yeah, like yeah. that. Um, so. Like, you know, there wasn't a story to lie about because we were literally just dumb kids who got lost in the woods. Mm -hmm. And he asked her and then he comes over to us separately. He goes, all right, you're lucky there's four of you and I have the dog because I can't arrest you if there's four of you and I can't fit you in the car. So we all got trespassing tickets and the car got a ticket for uh, for being illegally parked. That is a good cheat code for crimes. You're Just only allowed with to, more uh, friends. You're only allowed to park for uh, 15 minutes outside of Ghost Town. It's uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's what is that exploit? Oh, there's too many of them. Can't yeah. arrest them. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he's the only car they made. No, that's a great trick. I'm sure he just finest. didn't want to do the paperwork or yeah. something. Coppers like that. don't want you to know this one hack. <laughs> I guess. I guess Boston <laughs> didn't make him feel good. Otherwise, he would have taken full advantage of the yep. situation. There and it we, is. And we got really, really lucky that we didn't have a female cop because we all got pat downs. She did not because a male cop wouldn't pat down a girl. Huh. Oh. So we get in the car and we start driving off. And the first thing she does, because she's sitting in the, the passenger seat, is she lifts up her pants, and then she pulls the knives and throws them on the floor. I'm like, could you just not have those displayed in case we get pulled over again? Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you guys know about that thing of, like, uh, the back seats of cop cars? 
Do you know anything about that? Yeah, no, the, no. the little jails. Well, no, the no, dumbass. <laughs> They're full you can of never footprints. get out unless someone else lets you out. The back seats of cop cars are specifically designed to make it look like it's super easy to stash stuff in them, but you can pull them up in like half of just uh, just the quickest yank, right. and they basically reveal everything underneath. Like they all of them just flip forward, so they get all these kids all the time who like they'll pat down, they don't find anything, and then kids get in the car and they start dumping they wiggle it around, in. they start dumping all the shit, and then they'll get out and they'll flip it back and they'll be like, hey. Uh, is this yours? <laughs> and they're like, fuck. Well, that's good. That's a good moral of the story. You didn't get hurt. Yep. The girl didn't get her knives stolen. You returned those bats to whence they came with their tree father. <laughs> no, no. Those were, those were metal softball bats. Oh. Okay. Yep. So we, we technically littered. Well, I guess well, those so bats returned to the stone. Fucking, <laughs> there's ghosts out there with metal bats. So, yep. uh, yeah. Anyway, John... Uh, this was a fucking treasure. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you guys man. for having this, me. This, this is so much fun. Um, it's good to see you. I'm glad that we've been yelling about Italian food and wrestling for so long, and I hope we get to keep doing that for a very long time. Where can people find more of you? Because I know you're a very busy man. You have your own shit you do. Yeah, so I have my own channel on YouTube called Whiskey and Waffles, and it's usually just getting drunk and playing video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, by the time this post, I have a Lego Star Wars advent calendar that I've been unboxing while drunk. All right. Uh, it's not fucking Christmas yet, you John. Bet, no, you, it will be by the time I this have is... To, I have to edit this shit oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I bought one of those so don't spoil it i know the entire box does already <laughs> yeah, it spoils it on the side of yeah. the box it's a disappointing box mm-hmm. uh they gave me a white chewbacca <laughs> last year that I was very disturbed by that's <laughs> yeah. a wampa and then uh <laughs> <laughs> and then my own uh twitter is just the john carl so, yeah. yeah um and and you pop up on on a bunch of other shows here and there too so yeah uh, randomly yeah go find this guy and go support his stuff uh for the rest of us you know where to find us i'm on twitter at agent bizzle scott is scott underscore bromley ryan is at rydog and max is at max scoville we have a very very awesome deal going on our patreon right now if you like the show you can get 75 hours probably like 100 more hours oh my god thousands of hours five dollars a month uh we have opened up our entire back catalog our vault of every bonus episode we've ever recorded we forgot the code of the disney vault now it's it's open it's yours and you know we just yeah we've been making this shit for uh three years now and we want more people to hear it so head to patreon.com slash comedy button if you pack us at five bucks you get access to all of it it, it, that's it it's really that simple it's just it's like a you just go and do that and you get it all and then if it has you, all the movie yeah. commentary yeah, it's, it's like a, too, it's right? like a yep. really yeah it's like a shitty toilet radio netflix yeah <laughs> there's 40, 43 movie commentaries 12 bonus content packs and a power yeah. train and, and 72 episodes yeah. tell your yep. friends uh and a on top of, of that uh if you want shows to get you through the fucking nightmarish mundane world that is the workday, uh every single monday do we do anything on Monday? Nothing. Hang out. No. Masturbate. Monday in the night football. <laughs> <laughs> go go to the bathroom, take a six hour shit and kill them. Y'all yeah. have a great time. Uh, Tuesdays, you get Podcast Beyond on IGN. That's our PlayStation show from Max and I. I'm sure that they love that I sucked from a masturbation joke to plugging that. Uh, Tuesday nights. Hey, they don't get... let us say fuck over there, so fuck them. That's go true. check out our show where yeah. we don't say fuck or masturbator. We don't. You you've, you've definitely said masturbator that's not, on there. That's not like a, that's, that's a good thing, Max. We have it pretty good. That we don't, uh, yeah, we can't masturbate. I don't more. like it when we play the video games and we do Let's Plays and they'll be like, well, fuck, Charlotte. We're never going to find those exploding torsos now. And we're like, why can't 
can't we say ass? You just, shit, you just said fuck and showed exploding torsos. Like, Man, oh. if you can't find an exploding torso, they really blew the shit out of that torso. Yeah. Uh, on Wednesdays, there's the geek, the geek box, the maybe? Geek, geek, like, geek. Did, you, uh, did you have a stroke? <laughs> Remix! Which Ryan publishes at 4.13 in the morning sometimes. That's, that's not true. On Tuesday nights, this Nighthawk over here. It goes up very consistently. Wednesdays at noon Pacific time, you can get the Star Wars show on YouTube.com slash Star Wars and yep. Facebook.com slash Star Wars and Star Wars.com slash Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars. It's true. They keep making Star Wars, and Scott will keep making the Star yeah. Wars show. Go, go check out uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi, a little independent movie coming to a theater near you very soon. I'm hearing good things about that lucky Skywalker man. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's really going to eat a couple and if you guys of those watch that, If you guys want to watch the uh, live stream of the red carpet, I'm producing that, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's coming. You should do that. You should oh, watch boy. that. You should watch is, it just, is it just the carpet, or what? we are just putting a we're revolutionary? We're putting a camera mm-hmm. on carpet level so people can see their feet. Wow! Yeah. Try wow. to get there live. That might get a lot of traffic. I know. <laughs> if you want to see some more live streams of red carpets, head over to my free cams and have those tokens ready, fellas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Use no. coupon code Porks. <laughs> head to porkhub.com. And on Thursdays, you get up at noon. That is Max and I's weekly comedy variety show. We have a lot of great guests coming and going on that show. So uh, come watch us play video games. Talk shit about all the fun, goofy, stupid things we love. I think that's everything. That's yeah. it. We, we are busy as hell. There's shit all over. And then Fridays, there's new episodes of Comedy Button. So what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, you, only have, you can only masturbate in the stall on Mondays at work. <laughs> you got to go back to work and do your yeah. shit. And on your weekends, figure your own shit out. Exactly. Yeah. Finger your ass on the train. <laughs> I don't care what you do. <laughs> go on the train into a nice and deep. Go get kicked out of a family chain restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, you know, we didn't say that. It does, don't listen anything you heard here okay that's the end of the show find a theater in the country still playing minions too and just roll bottles up and down get somebody new to kick your ass i don't give a shit what you do go throw a fucking pumpkin at a window you piece of shit have a great night and i hope you have a good life and high five everyone you love go see pets matt shotrop paul grabovac and paula Shaw.